Hello. So how are you doing? Thank you. Um, Welcome to the second episode of the podcast. I know. <laughs> it's um it's marvelous that we've even made it this far to be quite honest with you i'm uh i'm the guest on this show i'm um a student of english literature at the university of york and my name is lottie and Thank she you. is an amazing writer <laughs> edits most of my work <laughs> um so i was i was um just going to ask if you're if you've really done anything different in the uh, past week really no, not really i mean i've been reading a bit more for my course um no. so that was the same book that i discussed last week so nothing really new on that i'm enjoying it so far okay please go and <laughs> please <laughs> yeah, go and go listen to the uh, hour and 45 uh, last time around because <laughs> uh yeah you trust me you're gonna enjoy <laughs> it if you've enjoyed the first minute or so of this <laughs> have you done anything new since last mm. week you read anything so, else yes me i mean i finished uh, oh, editing, editing the first draft of my uh my work always fun is the best part Not fun <laughs> yeah yeah it's so it's so fun <laughs> everybody loves editing you know best best part of the entire project is editing your Absolutely. work <laughs> you know editing I wonder how many times I can say editing. It's funny because I don't like editing my own work, but I love um, editing other people's work. It's very satisfying. It's just there's something very enjoyable about it. It feels like you're actually getting stuff done. Mm, oh yeah, I mean for me, I, I'm the same way. It's exactly why I set up a bloody critique service, which <laughs> nobody uses. Is it is it on your website? You should like you um, should um, well, just plug your website really. Yeah, quickly. it's um it's on my website. It's uh, yeah, it's um, it's generally in every single social media bio <laughs> I've ever written. If you just go to the link tree and click website, it will be there for you, and you can go ahead and be fancy and click a link and get me more clicks on Up that. Click because right. I am very get click it, get hungry. It onto the first page of Google search results. Come on. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Even though I don't really have <laughs> any money to be able to do that. We to start a Patreon or something. You, you could start a Patreon. That's <laughs> or, actually not a bad idea. Or buy my coffee. <laughs> yeah, or buy my coffee because I I don't have any money to invest into a Patreon account. Because <laughs> you need like three hundred and twenty dollars or something do? to actually get it up and running. I thought, I thought it was um, free to start a Patreon. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, but there's also the oh, maintain true, costs true. and what have you and. Yada yada, and according to an Instagram ad, it um, only gives me three hundred and twenty uh, to start a Patreon and zero to start a join my coffee. Um, let me just put the uh, um, it on my very convenient plan, which we will not follow because. Coffee spelt wrong, but who cares? K-O-F-I, from what I remember. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going gonna to take your word for it. You you go um, you go to uni, you're more intelligent than I am. <laughs> yes, I do. I have Wait, five you have five offers already? But, you know. Um, 
Ooh, yeah, nice. I have all five. I know. Um, <laughs> exciting! Now I have to choose two. Joy. This is just this has just become as much of a writing podcast as it is how to do college <laughs> and it's higher just education. At this point, it's like a reality show. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's called it's called the writing then, except talking Keeping about writing is a minimal part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh, English literature course, oh, English literature and creative writing. Is that what you're doing then? I want them all. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm doing uh, English nice. literature and creative writing because why not? Why not? <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, I mean, I um when I did my GCSEs, I was like grade seven, grade um grade seven, i.e., an A for all of those people who are in America. Um, when thirty-three percent of you watch this show, I can, I can see. On oh, how statistics. many watches do we have? Watchers, listeners, how many listeners do we have? 20. Uh, 20. 20. We have 20 nice. views overall. Yeah. We have tw- 10 unique 10 people. You. So on average, doing my in- incredibly mess, we have 10 listeners Hello, within the first week. Yeah. Nice all 10 of you. And time zones. Or, I'm saying this or, like it's live. live. This is, this is a very nice live. No, I don't, I don't know how to make it live, actually. Oh, 40% of you from the US. Hello, all Americans. I'm Hell not going to insult you my American accent. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what they say in America, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Hell, <laughs> I'm just scared of all the American viewers now. To our Amer- American listeners, we sincerely apologise. And we're going to get on with the podcast now. <laughs> Yes, we do. We're British. We're British, so we're apparently sincerely hotter than most Americans because apparently Americans have something for British people for whatever, whatever reason. reason. <laughs> yeah, they haven't seen London. Well, the darker London. parts of London. London. So. Oh, yeah, London. London. Um, oh, and 5% oh, of hello. you are from Canada. I don't know what hello, Canadians. Do they say howdy? Hello. Oh, what do they say? <laughs> oh god they um they don't say hey or whatever it is that's um that's australian this is the uh the, the, this is a joking part of the podcast where we insult other people's accents and i drink a copious amount of water keeps Keep your hydrated better than beer guys it's always a good thing to do yes please do i mean i have actually progressed with um Thingy, thingy in the past um, week, um, reading oh, have, Darker nice. Shade of Magic. How are you finding it? And I've actually, uh, not Darker Shade, um, in <laughs> ah, um, Shadow. And it's actually quite good. I'm 300 and something pages in now, comparatively to 103 last, oh, so yeah, definitely last week. And, mm, which is. Definitely not me skipping through <laughs> the really, really boring bits and only getting to the right scenes. Because, honestly, like, if a, if an author can write fight scenes really well, I will love them for the rest of my life. It is a skill, isn't it? It's a completely different thing writing a fight scene. It's oh, difficult. yeah. And, like, I 
I'm, I'm, I will constantly go on and on and on how much I despise yeah. the uh, romance <laughs> genre. But, you and me both. Because all of the instant romances, because it's like, oh, man loves woman oh, in like... four seconds when um, psych- psychologically, um, I can't remember the exact um, timing, but um, whatever it is, it's not X amount. E- e- <laughs> exactly. It, 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 it takes significantly longer to fall in love with someone. Um, you don't, you don't just, you don't just, oh, I like you. I'm going to uh, pursue you, except maybe heterosexual men. No offense to heterosexual men, but in my experience, <laughs> they're weird. And I identified as a cis man for the first 16 years of my fucking life. So I'm pretty sure I know how men work. They're terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me as a bisexual saying this. You like men, but you're also scared of them. Men. Fair enough. <laughs> me too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it's like, men are weird, women better. This is now just exposing <laughs> how gay we both are. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> because, because... Being gay is apparently better than being straight now. You definitely don't get as many of the twats, <laughs> put it that way. Um, so, effectively, I am now running around the anchor interface trying to find the exact same thing I want and not being able to find it. Oh yep. my Aha! Oh uh, my that's going to be for okay, later, though. Surprise for later. Found it. I've got... I've got your one, oh, and then I've got one, uh, one from a certain that, viewer. That didn't mean anything. Cool. No, I won't use your one. Or, or I might, <laughs> if I want to spite you. <laughs> I might, if you particularly annoy me. <laughs> I should mention here that Erica is anyway, um, situation. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm just the guest. I'm like a vampire. I'm not allowed in unless I've been invited. We need we need um i just want somebody to make a erica is god um, (laughs) compilation because or or, or like making a um you know one of those like boris johnson um uh memes where he's just where where it's just put to a song i would just love somebody to to do that we got loads of fans the erica is god meme fans we know you're out there i know come on (laughs) please Please, maybe. Um, but I have um, actually, like, really significantly been probably overlooking on Waterstones in recent weeks because yep. lockdown, um, humanity is to everyone who's listening fucked. from other places. And... Currently, in the UK, all the shops are shut unless they're essential. So, no bookshops for us. Oh, and we 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 weep in our in, yeah. our, in our corners every day. We can't go to a bookshop. It's, it's it's an addiction to us. We need it. Or maybe you, as a uni student, don't because you can't you can't really <laughs> afford it anyway. I mean that is true. I mean, I mean, think of how think of how much money you're going to be able to uh, save to buy books when you go back to that uni. That's true. I should be able to go and, back in, in March, and then, and then maybe, possibly. <laughs> mm. Then you realise 
Oh shit, I need to buy food. <laughs> I mean, I don't miss buying my own food, that's one thing. Um, um, <laughs> eat, eat paper! paper. I'm eat just paper, eat guys! Books. I'm just gonna live off books. <laughs> don't, don't, disclaimer, don't eat, um, don't, don't eat, um, paper. Eat paper, kids, it's It good doesn't food. digest well, especially with ink. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't, the, um... <laughs> God, um, it's gonna be like um the whole um. Have you never eaten pizza? Donald Trump thing? I've, I've Drink bleach, guys. <laughs> I, I probably like have once twice in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, then again, I am guilty of stealing, like you know, those Argos oh, free yeah, pencils yeah. they yeah. gave you back in like two thousand seven. I, I just have a, I just have a collection of them because. When I was seven years old, I was incredibly charming, and because uh, that charm <laughs> has faded in the past thirteen years. Actually, no, that would make me twenty. Twenty years. years can't you do math. Um, <laughs> no, I know. Neither have you. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, so, essentially, I was an incredibly charming seven-year-old. And as such, these, um, you know, Argos employees obviously had to be like, child, we're going to give you um, free pencils. And and, and they were like tiny little yeah. pencil things. And they were just like, have them. So every time I went into Argos, I the accumulating just just pile of pencils in the corner of the room. Exactly, and it's not illegal. Yeah, because they were free. I mean, it's a gift, isn't it? You can't refuse a gift. That's not stealing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They're not going <laughs> to sue me for taking their four pencils. They're actually quite nice pencils. I had an um, an extendable pencil That's that was really cool because I found a hole in my wall. Okay. Oh, look at you. Pencil. Look at you, <laughs> I fancy. The, the extendable pencil so far through the wall, but it actually went out the other side of the wall, as in, like, out into the outside. And I didn't realise that my wall was that thin, but that... because I, I Why did you do this? <laughs> I, I had a hole in my wall. I will never <laughs> understand you. Speaking of which, um, well, what's yes. the topic for today? Publishing? Uh, let me check my totally planned out yeah. schedule. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely not a series <laughs> of bullet points on a, on a Google Doc. <laughs> definitely not that. No. No, definitely not. Me? Never. Me? Not planning in <laughs> adequate detail? Not in a million years. Never! No, never. I would... No, the... the the last episode was definitely meticulously planned. I mean, the every last single episode word. was quite meticulously planned. I was quite impressed. Yeah, by what, the planning. By me putting a fucking yeah, bullet point list on a piece of paper. That's all you need. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is the um, the uh, the, the way I outline my novels. Mm. I've got it enough of just because I have this thing of really liking tables and i'm probably going to tell this story again when we when we get onto the outlining and character section probably in a few weeks time um but 
it's essentially I I just really really like um, tables, and I just outline the chapters that's in tables. I haven't actually that heard really that one before, so that's quite that's an interesting really technique to look at. But it's like it's like putting chapter numbers yeah. in one side, content of the chapter in another, and whether it's done or needs to be edited in the in the other column, it helps me keep track. And it's easier than doing it on an Excel Amazing. sheet because I've had to use God knows how many Excel sheets over my... I don't like using Excel. Excel scares me. Excel's too complicated. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. I um, I used to run a, a YouTube channel in 2017 before parents found out and I had to shut it down. But um, it was my best friend, actually. And I just... I, I am horribly number-orientated. And... And essentially what happens is I kept track of like the the views per yeah. per video we put out. And that's just what I did for about four months. Spreadsheets. Uh-huh. It was actually quite it was quite yeah, stressful but entertaining. That. Am I going to the I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, friend did all the editing, and I just did the channel trailer, which literally, as a thirteen-year-old, was me screaming at the top of my lungs at <laughs> video games. Um, the, there was a. I'm. I'm probably going to tell this story. God knows how many times over the course of God knows how many episodes this uh, podcast goes on for. But essentially, um, it goes as it goes as. Um, like me doing the channel trailer, me shouting at um at uh, literally anyone really, and just being like um because I I used to play uh, uh Plant vs Zombies Garden Warfare in which you essentially just could run around with a chomper eat yeah. uh, eat people out of the ground and I used to say welcome <laughs> to your nightmare. <laughs> As a twenty thirteen year old YouTube channel when I was younger, because I would and, have embarrassed myself on it. And there was—I uh, mean, it's been deleted. I mean, as you can't find it on the internet. Publishing today, I'm probably going to get into the story of how I embarrassed myself as a thirteen-year-old because that's essentially the whole self-publishing Ooh. story as a case of that. So, yeah, Ooh, yeah we'll get into that in a minute, um, but. Essentially, essentially, I remember this one time vividly, which this kid just just, just screams to his mum, "There's this thirteen-year-old who's abusing me, <laughs> mum." Wonderful. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you can pro- you can probably find the embarrassing. Um, YouTube channel, if you oh, use the Wayback way Machine, machine course, that yeah. 2017. Yeah, the Wayback Machine. Stays on the internet forever. Is, um, you can probably still find it. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I don't care. It, 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 it was a part of my history, okay? I had to I be mean, a cringy 13 year old in order multiple to. Multiple scratch accounts that I had where I just made really bad drawings and shared them oh, with the world. Oh, God. That's the same um, deal. I had. Um, yeah. Yeah, Scratch uh, uh, and I, um, I used to um, do uh, fucking cringy nightcore oh videos before I really name? understood the ramifications. That we would have known each other on Scratch. Oh God. Um, Il Nato Grosso. It was the, 
Italian. It was oh, a weird really? Italian man. Uh, they're still yeah, up there. Yeah. I highly it's wouldn't recommend so. looking at them. Um, the account is what mm-hmm. five years old at this point, and <laughs> I was, I was like, "Oh yes, what will I do? Um, make cringy nightcore parodies?" Because I was really into nightcore at the I time. I think we all had a bit of a nightcore phase. And... Anyone who's been on that side of the internet will have had a nightcore phase. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, anyone on yeah. the slightly emo <laughs> phase of the internet will have it. Um, so let's actually get into the writing talk of this. Before, before it derails too This far. becomes an hour and a half of... Well, I mean, it already <laughs> has, Lloyd. It already has. Yeah. Um, so have you got any book recommendations which were different to last week well, or not? Well, I can recommend some if books you haven't, that I read we will just skip ago, right I haven't read step. anything new since last week. But the um, So two books that I would recommend, uh-huh. you know, one fiction... One non-fiction? Do I even have another non-fiction? I'm not sure. Yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> I'm prepared for this. Lottie only has two non-fiction books in her entire, <laughs> in, in her entire so library have, of books. Um, a fiction book that I would recommend is um, Small Gods by Terry Pratchett, which is just uh, one of my all-time favourite books, because it's Ooh. it's funny, you know, it's a fantasy book, it's you know, I'm not even like that big of a fan of fantasy anymore, but the reason why I still love this book so much and it still holds up is because it has some very interesting sort of philosophical ideas about life and death and about belief and about kind of getting into the sort of psychology behind religion. And as well as that, it manages to still be a silly story about a tortoise, which is like, it's just fun to read and it's kind of dark as well. And it's just a bit the sense of humor is, it is very extent, kind of is different. Can it be summed up? Can it be summed up as um, yes? Tortoise has existential crisis. <laughs> I mean, the plus of it is that um, <coughs> that so the god of this world <laughs> turns into a tortoise, which that there are reasons for this that I could go uh-huh. into, but I won't because that's half the plot of the book. But um, it's him and this boy who very strongly believed in him who have to go around kind of convincing others to believe in him so that he can stop being stuck as a tortoise. And it's just, it, it's very funny, quite dark, quite sort of quirky. It's, it's just a very odd book and I like it's, it. Um, it reminds me of the whole um, yes, Good, good, omens. good Omens. It's not, it's not exactly the same thing. I know. Neil Gaiman, so um, similar writing yeah. Neil Gaiman. Neil, Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman? Yeah. Gaiman, okay. Because if, if you yes, pronounce exactly. it right, it sounds like gay <laughs> man. I was like... <laughs> so okay. remember that. Remember Neil Gaiman. It's gay man. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> Neil is a gay man. He, he's going <laughs> he, to find this out one day. And... And he, he he's he's just gonna at me on Twitter. What did you say about me two four years ago? You chance you're listening. I do really like Good Omens. That's a great book. So do I. I I uh, oh nice. I have the uh, special edition of uh, Good Omens. <laughs> please don't hurt me. Um, please don't hurt me, Neil. Please. I really like your masterclass. 
he he did a masterclass, which um, I did actually buy into, and it was actually really fucking good. And I Ooh. would recommend it if you have. I think it's hundred dollars to spare. Have a look at that. Ninety to hundred dollars, I think. Shall I yeah, go into the uh, really good. book that I have here? Um, so I've got um, this is one yeah, I sure. actually haven't read Before all the way I... through, but I picked it up because of the title. It intrigued me, and it is called "Why Will No One Publish My Novel," which is you know very on topic, very kind of straight to the point. It's called a handbook for the rejected writer, and since that is what I am, I thought I might as well read it and. Um, What's that book called? So I can it's note it down on my very elaborate Google Doc. By Faye Weldon. I will do. Yeah. I'll can you just send well. it to me after the podcast, um, so like very, a like a photo of it's, it? It's kind of cool. just a collection of um, just advice about you know what you can do to to change your manuscript and the way that you're approaching editors to, to, to not get rejected. Not yeah, exactly. get rejected. Which everyone needs that advice in their lives if they're hey. wanting to write. I want to make a joke. Um, the um, edit, um, editors are are like writers are like really really clingy, like yeah. um, people who are just like <laughs> love me, love me, love me. And editors are like pretty Fuck much. Off. I mean, that's the experience that I've had. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of my swamp! Or how, or, or if if, if you mean, can do a better Shrek impression, um, please do. They're they're like the deciders. It's almost like when you die, and and you know some kind of entity is there, whether it's God or someone else, just saying, "Will you go to heaven or will you go to hell?" And that's that's what the editor does. The editor stands there and goes, "Do you go in the slush pile, or or do you progress to the next stage?" Yeah. Or do we like your work? I am um, on the topic of publishing. I am um, submitted to like three agents before I went self published. And this is uh, this story is actually leading into uh, a question I have on my elaborately planned Google Doc, um, in which the the editor, the the agent after four or after like five months was like. Mm. So they do take a this while is not to for me. I can, I can get into that. I can go on and on about that because I've done a lot of query letters so yeah i mean generally they say mm. if you don't get a response mm. back in six I think... months then it's a no but sometimes it takes up to like a year depending on how busy they are and they're going to be yeah. pretty busy at the moment because of everyone's little lockdown mm. projects you know what i mean oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to be quite interested to see in the next two years how many like authors make it out make it out and then like say, uh, yeah. during twenty to twenty one, I wrote a book in lockdown, and it's called Lockdown. Buy it. It's how you live the. Tra- it's how you can relive the traumatic memories of a, of two years. Nobody wants to remember. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how this changes the publishing industry as well, because it's going to be very differently structured. Everything's going to be. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff is going to be online. There's still going to be like physical copies of books but there's, there aren't going to be things like book launches and like you know signing parties and stuff like that so the promotion is going to be very different the promotion is going to rely a lot on the internet and on just just spreading the word by social media and stuff like that i mean 
if you look at it, look at how, I mean, I, I have this theory. Shall we, um, yeah, I I'll, have just, an, I'll, I'll just say just here, just in case seems a bit jumpy. Um, we did have some technical difficulties just there, but we're back now and it should work. So <laughs> bear with Fingers us. crossed. Um, yeah, please bear with uh, both of my internet sometimes just decides to yeet itself. Um, yeah. so, it's, so essentially what happens is, um, as a, hang on, as I was saying, I have a theory in publishing um, mm. in which essentially, um, as you said, um, a lot of me, a lot of media, now is not really going to be book launches and etc. And it's you know because book launches. Let's be honest. Have you ever gone to a book launch? No, I mean, I'm the kind of person who gets invited to book launches. Most of the people who get invited are people who have real connections to the publisher. So, other authors or or other agents or people who have the movie rights and stuff like that. You know, really mm. really big mm. sort of people in the publishing industry. No, and the authors, of course, and. You know. And so far, you and I are fuckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've appeared at a couple of book fairs to, to sell my own book, but that's a whole different story, and I can get into that. I'm, I, please do. I really want to tell the, the story of my self-publishing, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, we will, if the if, if this doesn't cut out again. Um, yeah. <laughs> I might actually just keep the, 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 the thing and just combine them together, actually. It might be easier. Might as well. Um, Exactly. It's, it's not like we're known for much quality on this podcast. <laughs> Production value over here. Yeah, what's that? Um, <laughs> you just have us to entertain you who just make really fucking sarcastic remarks. It's just like, think of it as Constantly. being on a Zoom call with two really weird friends who just keep talking about books for some reason. That That's what this <laughs> is. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> See, it's just like a Zoom call. We yep. don't even know when to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, somebody seriously, just make a complicated compli um compilation, epic fails compilation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Epic fails compilation every single time. I, I'm told I'm a god compilation to make that into a music video. We're giving you hundreds of really, really questionably. Weird fan ideas. Um, go execute them right, if you want. Subscribers, let's get right into the video today. We're looking at the Writer's Den top 10 epic fails. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be all of them. Um, <laughs> one, every single time both hosts open their mouths. <laughs> um, and and so I have uh, uh, going back to the theory um, that yeah. essentially, as because obviously environmental impact and what have you is a giant thing at the moment, and rightfully so. Yeah. And as such, there's probably going to be at least some point, um, probably during our lifetimes, in which physical, like physical books, diminish because of uh, environmental concerns. And oh, Kindles so and things go like up. Phasing out gradually, phasing out physical um, copies. Yeah. yeah, because I mean that makes sense. Because I, I'm I'm thinking that a lot more marketing now for the people who do see this coming are going to focus a lot lot more on eBooks. 
And yep. whilst there still will be physical books available, they'll probably slowly diminish. Or I mean, I can talk about the the ebook market at the moment. That's that's mm-hmm. something quite interesting because at the moment we're mm-hmm. see, what we're seeing is um, ebooks are mainly dominated by romance and fantasy and fantasy romance. <laughs> um, and what that means mm-hmm. is that there is quite an oversaturation of you know self-published very questionable quality novellas in in those genres you know and when i say very questionable quality i mean they are terrible and um so what i'm kind of hoping to Uh see is that the ebook kind of becomes gradually as time goes on a more respectable format because people are actually Mm. choosing to publish their their books mm. first and foremost that way, even if they don't fit into the traditionally ebook associated genres. And I reckon, I reckon the first authors who do end up breaking through, you know, the mm. let's let's call it what it is, shit show yes. of of these romance um, books. I say romance really heavily because they're not romance. They're man wants woman and. Um, does eighteen plus things with her, <laughs> um, and it's that that isn't real romance, really. It's 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 essentially just book porn. Let's let's mm. let's mm. that that's what it is. I believe, and instead of creating trade, fuck the trade. <laughs> 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 Fuck the trade you know, and, their, and, and their erotica, whatever. I'm calling it shitty romance because that's what it is. <laughs> um, if if any people wanting to work with me do want um, are offended, please work with me. I'm begging you. Um, I am I am very I am very both aware and unaware how this might affect my public image. Screw the trade in that jokey way. I don't. I don't actually mean like screw the. Who cares about publishing public image? We're 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 writers. We're supposed to be a bit mad, and I'm I'm fully aware (laughs) that I just I just almost said who cares about publishing, which would be an absolutely terrible thing to say on this podcast. (laughs) Who cares about publishing? A book orient. A book orientated book. Exactly. You want to be an agent. I mean, I mean, yeah, you. Are... I, I mean, I want to be an ideally an agent or an editor or just someone involved in the publishing business. What I find hilarious. Like, what I find hilarious is just you and I have got this running joke of you just saying, "Hi, I'm going to publish your work one, my work one day." This is just a joke you and I have. <laughs> I want. I wonder whether we're just going to look down like five five years down the line. A bit like, I know, it's going to be the thing is if I end up because I I really like literary fiction. That's my thing. So if uh-huh. I end up in the situation where I am a publisher of literary fiction or an agent for literary fiction, mm-hmm. and you submit your work to me, then You're... I can't publish it because it's not my genre. Mm. Like that doesn't mean it's bad. That just means it's not my no, genre. No, no, no. And this is. This is a thing for agents. This is like you've got to check their requirements. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And that will totally. just make me feel bad. <laughs> is that what I remember? Oh uh, yeah. 
I'm probably not going to be submitting my work to the the brilliant <laughs> human then, but I will. I will definitely be um, probably mutually using your connections. <laughs> yes, I mean that's that is something that I encourage everyone to do. If you have, oh yeah, you know, writer friends. If you have anyone Net- who's been involved work. in the publishing industry, network, get connections. Awesome. Yeah, network. Which is exactly what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was, um, what I was I mean, it's a lot harder to do at the moment with coronavirus. But oh, when yeah. I was when I was starting out in self-publishing, I would, um, you know, I'd go to all the book fairs, mm. enter all the competitions, you know, just talk with as many people as I could who are involved in that industry. And, and try also, and um, I, actually going on that topic, literary journals are actually quite a good, a good way. Yeah, literary journals. Um, I mean, you would know all about that, wouldn't you? I know. I can actually talk about the um, the, yeah. uh, the, the literary journal and that thing now. Actually, um, so I, I've been published in the literary journal Go Me, and mm. I, I, I was actually going to get the uh, person who runs the literary journal on the podcast. Mm. One I completed, one I offered, but I was just like, "Hi, if if you want to um, contact me when you when you when you want to," and um, understandably, she's doing a bloody literary journal she's not particularly the most uh, somebody who has a lot of time in the world Mm. at the moment she'll be really busy at the moment with all the exactly exactly she's got god knows just come out this thing Mm. and um she was like i know i um i I was featured in the uh like participant list i guess you'd call it and it was was just my name and i was like my (laughs) name (laughs) It's 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 the equivalent of like you know um, Jodie Comer or so, or like a famous actor thing. I have my name in lights, sort of thing. The, f- I mean, the first I was going to enter for the same one, but you know I tried to write something, and then I wrote mm. it back, and I was like, oh no, this is way too personal. Like I, <laughs> I just wasn't quite it ready is... to submit the work in that state. Like you know what I mean. Mm. Thing is, I mean. For me, it was the 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 piece which might be out when I when this podcast is is released. I don't know. Yeah, quite possibly. Possibly, it it depends on how fast she works, and I'm not going to push her mm. to anything. But um, it's one of the reasons I did it was it's supporting a, ter- a mental health charity, which I really really yeah. um uh, like because of course within especially within public funded healthcare systems. You have such an underfunding, um, not helped by the political situation within this country at the moment, but um, you have such an underfunding of public health, yeah. especially in mental health services. So if I, you know, if I can, if if I can provide questionably apparently quality because I got in um, to the literary journal and people enjoy it, one that's free promotion for me. Two, I'm supporting a charity I really like. And three, connections. So it's, it's all just about a win constantly... for everyone involved. Something like that is like exactly. It's a win for everyone involved. They they get quality literature. I get exposure and helping out a charity. You want to know how I see what, stuff? What like else that? can I ask for? I kind of visualize it as like as like side quests. So like, say your main quest mm. is to get a book published traditionally. And you mm. can't do that without completing a few side quests first. So what you're going to have to do is, you know, enter these competitions, submit to these literary journals, you know, just get your name mm. out there and build a reputation to to stand on before, 
you actually mm. attempt to do anything big. Which I think was really one of my issues because I, I just, you know, <laughs> I can I be quite can. Uh, egotistical about my own work sometimes. Exactly. And, you know, I, I penned the first draft. I thought this is the best thing I've ever written. And, you know, th- this was after the beta reader said, this is, this is meh. Um, I, I actually, one of the um, pieces of criticism I got was, this is a very good story. Just build the world a bit more and you'll be there. And and so I did. I, I actually added like 10,000 extra words of world building. And I was like, I really like this now. And, you know, when I, when I uh, finished editing the final chapter, I was like, this is done. So I've either got two options. I can either try and try and slog through the um, traditional publishing with nothing to my name. <laughs> That's going to go well. So I did it. Failed. Yep. And um, so I self-published. But of course, of course, the issue I have with doing that myself is that I'm falling into this stereotype of self-published authors are the ones who didn't aren't good enough for the, for, for the traditionally published I people. mean, to discuss that a little bit. And it's like... like the thing with the self-publishing what? stigma so, is that again? there are a lot of bad self-published mm. books, which is because of the phenomenon that you're kind of talking about, where authors will, usually first-time authors who haven't had much training, don't know that they need an editor, etc., etc., will do all the work themselves, submit to a publisher, can't take criticism, and so then they'll just, um, yeah, they'll get rejected. Unsurprisingly, they get rejected. They'll go and self-publish instead, and that's not... You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing because some books are genuinely more suited to the self-publishing market. Especially, you know, fantasy is a genre that does very well in self-publishing. Mm. Romance, as always, is a genre that does very well in, in self-publishing. Mm. Crime, you you can have good self-published crime as well. Um, it's because... fiction. There's been a huge, um, mm. a huge kind of rise oh, yeah. in self-published young adult fiction. Even like even stories that get published for the first time on Wattpad and then they get noticed and picked up by reputable agencies, you know what I mean? Like, most of the time, oh. if a oh, book gets yeah. really totally. big, it will start off self-published and mm. then get noticed and then get picked up by a publishing house. So that is a route to go down. But the truth is that you're not really mm. going to succeed in self-publishing unless you already but... have an established social media platform or at least a following of people on a website where you share your writing. Because for self-publishing, mm-hmm. you've got to do all the promotion yourself. Mm. But oh yeah, totally. But of course, if you are, the thing is, I'm of the opinion that if you are if you are going into uni, mm. this is for a very very specific subset of really young you know people. But if you're going into yes. uni, you are gradually going That's to make those connections, depending you on the course have, you've got. Um... Of course, but you are gradually going to make yeah make those connections and uh, I mean especially with the courses I, I've applied to um, you, one of them is completely industry led so you so you take so you go from manuscript completion yep. to publishing completely on your own um, and that that one gives you reputability two gives you network experience it's just a great three, thing to do yeah it Who just is a really work? good experience I mean the Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I think I, I think I, I, I know in um, the city you've got a really, really good um, literary anything literary. I actually, actually, I have a funny story. I can actually talk about this now. 
and so I am. Um, I I have a. <laughs> I'm quite a funny person, right? Or at least I like to think I am. And um, I I was talking to an employee at Waterstones, and I don't think I've actually ever told you this story either. This is going to be a first thing for you. And she was just like to me, yeah. well, you realise you can go to the manager and try and get your book in. It, in the end, I never did because I'm not too sure how to contact It them. is a lot more complex um, than they make it seem. I've, I've it's probably just going to be sort of can I speak the to the manager, There's a whole bunch of like paperwork you have to go through to actually submit it, which is annoying. But <laughs> it, oh, it yeah, does exist and it is out there. Yeah, I mean, I was... I mean, I was... Um, I, there's this really, really diehard guy in my bookstop who um, essentially said, mm-hmm. traditional publishing's the only way. You're young, you can go fail. And I'm like, <laughs> come again? Because, you know, this mm-hmm. dude is so, so traditionally published, orientated. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Self-publishing also is an option. And of course, of, of course, with self-publishing, yes. you you do need to be wary of the genre you're publishing in. And I would say, even more important and than you, genre is and you, you need that following. You, you need, need to, to already have an established following before you kind of go into self-publishing, expecting to, to get big. You know, if you're not, if you're only mm. doing it for you, and you don't really care about how big you get, as long as you know you're happy because you've achieved your goal, which is kind of what what I was doing when I was younger, then that's fine. You know, who cares? Do what you want. But if you really want mm. a bigger audience mm. then you have to reach out using the platforms that you already have yeah i mean i mean for me i've i've i built the entire thing um, from the ground up i mean i'm by no means big by no means i <laughs> i'm a i'm a drop in a pond in a giant ocean at the moment at the minute but that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that exactly. there won't be that moment where it just clicks I'm, you know, I'm not hoping for it, but it's, it's, you know, it's bound, it's, it's not bound to happen, but it's. I mean, it can happen if you go um, out and get it. Like, there's more of a chance of something like that happening if you are actively, mm. you know, engaging with your followers online every day, putting out little announcements, you know, teasing little short snippets and stuff like that, which you've been doing on your website, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Website and social media as well. Admittedly, admittedly, uh, actually, I also want to delve into Which the I know more um, marketing like side of things that, yeah. because <laughs> I mean, I apologize for this podcast if I keep in. Sorry, I'm doing I'm, it now. <laughs> I might as well just put a contract in front of you and say, "Be my marketing advisor." Because this is a topic that <laughs> I just, I've, you know, I've done all of this. <laughs> That's fine. I have endless things to you, say. You know a lot subject. about which is. Which is, which is why it was brilliant to have you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We're probably going to have to expand this into two or three episodes, actually. Um, which we, I mean, you it's a joy to have you on every single voice. time, so I'm not, you know. It... Yes, but you... I've known you for like... Has it been over a year? Over a year at this point, and you... I been... thought it just been since March. Yes, year and a half. Um, Are you sure about that? Year and a half. Didn't it only start in lockdown? Never mind, anyway. No. No, because I was with you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I was in the um, group chat when mm-hmm. new, when last new year hit. 
we then went into lockdown and then 20 yeah. and then 2020 <laughs> happened we don't want to remember that yeah um, and By and the look of it, we, we don't, don't want to remember twenty twenty one either. And more markety stuff. Yes. Oh, like m- more markety stuff. Um, I do. Rec- I do reckon that. And we're probably going to do an entire podcast on this entire thing. Um, but like the different, I, I want to lightly touch on the different um, So I can uses yeah, I for can different social this. media channels. First of all, you have, um, um, so Instagram is where, you know, a lot of people are going to be usually the younger demographic, but that's not to say there aren't older people using Instagram as well, obviously. Um, with Instagram, 60. Instagram is, Yeah. what the, were you saying, sorry? That isn't yeah, to say exactly. That isn't to say sixty-year-olds don't theory. use Instagram. So Instagram, um, there's just less of them. What you can do with Instagram is you can pay to have targeted ads, which I haven't done yet because I haven't self-published since um, I got Instagram. But what I have found with it is that you know using the right hashtags is very important. You've got to notice the hashtags that other people are using and kind of use them to your advantage. So, for example, hashtags like books, you know, the really obvious ones. Um, and then you gotta, you gotta. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, adding on to that. No, no, it's fine. Adding on to that, you've got also a, um, what's it called? Um, a, a suggested like a yeah. X amount of um, po- you know, X amount of posts, uh, over over an over X time, which. Yeah can actually be quite useful um so maybe checking that out for people who do want to go there instagram following might be quite useful but if you're you know really serious about marketing that's something you want to do really um but but even more helpful than that i would say is just you're going to have to do it anyway reaching out to people so if you just follow a couple of book blogs you know, you can um, you can comment on people's posts, you can like people's posts, and then they will take interest in your profile because if you're anything like me, running my art account, when people like my posts, more... I, I'm curious, you know, I'm nosy, so I click on their profile to see who they are. And just from that, you can get a new follower. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's also being understanding and knowing that if you put yourself out there, yeah, you're going to get people exactly who who are drawn in. Also, um, I I think it's also quite yes, important to understand about branding and color consistent as well. You know, you want you want to have a kind of cohesive color palette because that will, um, if people click on your profile and your color palette is kind of all over the place, though that doesn't look that professional. But if you all have like an established brand and an established, you know, colour scheme mm. and established I mean, the- kind of motifs that really draw people in and look exciting and, you know, fresh and modern, then people are going to want to check it out. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's something you told me to do, and <laughs> whilst my uh, following hasn't grown exponentially, you're certainly, you know. Um, you're certainly what I will say as well. Getting though, more, get some more interest in the branding because you still want it to show a bit of what your book's about. So, you know, if you if you're writing like a particularly 
dark mm. kind of you know scary horror story then you might want to think about using colors that kind of correspond with that so like red is the obvious mm. choice or black or whatever but you you don't want to have just plain blank mm. red and black panels you want to have some you know some details like what if you had like ink kind of spidering in from the sides or like you know three panels that kind of join together to create an eye or something like that just be creative be inventive Make- with how you're laying yeah. it out also That's if it. you have sorry to interrupt you but if you have um you know <laughs> friends or family well, i assume right, people have knows. friends i wouldn't know um <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the one who's making all the funny remarks uh, I just can't come up with anything intelligent it seems um and 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 also yeah. just talk to people say you know people aren't gonna mind if you say what do you think about this what do you think about that what do you think about this um also asking people to share for example i'm now going to yes, shamelessly segue into please share this podcast um we 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 want it um please uh send voice messages through the anchor app we love it we do we love it we love it trust me we i i um i listen to uh some of the voice messages uh various viewers have sent in Hmm. And they just make me happy um, because it's like I've obviously I've spoken about on the podcast how I identify as trans, and um, I'm just getting the thing up now, and and <laughs> how you know just hearing Toto's name is like yay. Which is a which is a universal um, trans experience, as it were, and I also think um, me actually um, also talking about personality as well of the person. You don't just want brand go, going off your last point. Actually, you don't yeah. just want branding, 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 branding. You want a personality. If you if you're like I write I yeah. I write dark but also somewhat humorous stuff sometimes. And I don't want, you know, which is why I put I mean, out random hot text on Twitter. Go Twitter. follow my Twitter. Twitter is, it's um, not in the... so much as heavy on advertising as Instagram is. In the sense that it's almost a bit like a diary. Like in Twitter, you will, um, mm. you know, on Instagram, you wouldn't necessarily make a whole post just saying like, oh, I got a lot of editing done today because that's kind of not enough information to warrant a whole post about it. But on Twitter... You you just post little notes, so you can say like, "Oh, or, I got loads of editing done today," and or, that might be a tweet that gets attention from editors or other people mm. who are searching for those keywords. Mm. I know. I also I know that um, Derek mm. Landy actually liked liked one or two of my tweets. I am a giant fan of Derek, and I was like, "You liked my tweet." I uh, I'm I'm not gonna go. Um, both combust and uh, <laughs> well, you know what that is. That's in the other room. The thing is, like, say that happened on on Twitter or on Instagram or or whatever, and say it was, say it was like, yeah, it did happen on it Twitter. Did ha- it did happen like, on if Twitter. This happened on Instagram or any other social platform, and whether it was Derek Landy or like 
just a book blogger who who liked your post and has a couple of thousand followers or um you know just anyone like that who's influential who has some mm. kind of influence do not be afraid to then reach out to them in mm. a private message and say something like you know i'll give you um so say there are say there are a reviewer what you'd say is i will offer you a free copy in exchange for an honest review mm -hmm. And that's a tactic that's used by a lot of um, self-published authors that mm. is genuinely really helpful because the more reviews that a book has online, the more attention it will get because it will start showing up more in search results. You know, people will be talking about it. Their fan base, mm. other, someone else's larger fan base will be exposed. That's also something I to really your work to start. When you don't necessarily have a big fan base yourself. Sorry, mm. I won't speak now. <laughs> also, um, going off that please don't, don't spam um these book bloggers um or or even worse Do just insist when, um, please don't insist when one that shows you, how, you, you are not interested they will probably say something along the lines of sorry um uh, yeah. i've got my husband and two kids to look after or some more like, oh, you know, or like, sorry, 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 I'm busy right now, thing. or I'm not, like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking the quest. No... Or, or, exactly, exactly. Or, or something. On that note, actually, use Twitter yeah. to network and you can Instagram, use Instagram to, to network too. <laughs> um, and also Instagram to network. It's Instagram to network to an extent, but it's more for pretty photos. Let's be honest here. And, um, Twitter is is a lot more for hard networking <laughs> authors who get their pen to paper every single night, and also for just those posting funny of, observations. You, that you, you know about those sorts of like um, you know. Twitter Twitter can be quite Twitter exactly can be funny. Just and look at my and like if you put out one tweet that like really resonates with a lot of people, they might think that's funny. They might like it. They might retweet. They might go onto your profile and see what else you've tweeted, and that's like that can be a good way to engage. Just look yeah. at my. What um, is your Twitter? You can. Look at my Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Kingdom James. It's on the link it. tree on every single account. If you can't be bothered, or you find me on a different uh, CE, or you find me on a different um, social media and just want to check everything, I do find I do actually want to uh, press yeah, on with the link tree idea a bit because I was I was. I was quite reluctant to use one of those link uh, link hubs, as I call them. And I was quite reluctant because I was like, well, shouldn't everything be put on your website? And one, use your website for important stuff Your website only, wants to stay very like professional. Book releases. Yeah. Also, we're going to touch on email marketing. Mm, email marketing as well. But also, don't be too afraid on your website yeah. touching on that to put your Twitter feed or something on there. Because, you know, if I, I mean, actually no, also designing a website, website uh, you don't I have a website, really, do you? I didn't have a lot of internet access when I was younger so, and I, and I self-published, so I never really had all that. Yeah. So I'll take this. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be very much a leader in this, in this little section. Um, just please make sure you use your website for one important stuff, but also yeah. don't be afraid to add a little bit of personality to it. Um, think of your, think of your um, website as a 
as a job application in which you only want professional stuff on there. You don't want what you did in college when you were, when you were 19 drinking a bottle of booze. You don't want that. Because also, please, please, for the love of God, make a contact section. Yes, I would agree, because it's just as important that people can reach out to you as it is that you can reach out to people. Make a contact section, please. Mm. Also, if you haven't, also, I would recommend yeah, you having a, a different email, email address like, to what you have. snappy and easy to remember. Um, you know, they know exactly mm. what it is. Exactly. Like, like jameskingdomauthor at gmail.com, which is... My, which is my one. Exactly. I, I, actually, I, can I go on a van? Actually, I'm going, we're probably going to split this up into more like oh, okay. traditional and self publishing, probably going to do more That's traditional. My, yeah. I mean, which I, is your, I, I will, which is bigger, your more you, camp. I have never, bigger, your more camp. Published, but that is what I'm aiming for. And I've written a lot of query letters and I've kind of seen the other side of the querying process through the replies that I've got. And she's, And she's also helped me with quite a few of mine as well and all of the academic stuff. Lottie is a very, very much <laughs> a big help and I very much recommend her. Yeah. Um, she's free as well. <laughs> she's free. Actually very friendly. Um, exactly, you're, you're free. Um, but also, um, it's, amazing. it's so, so much. Just make your website look professional, but don't be afraid to inject a little bit of personality into it. Um, also, another thing on author bios. Um, study author bios. Study them. Just, 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 just get a book and study the author bio. Also, some, something I did when I was writing my one, which is, I mean, I'm... Actually, this is an incredibly interesting dynamic now because I'm a self-published author, so I can go more into I the mean, you're a current self-published experience author, side of things, I'm if a that makes sense. Self-published author, so it's interesting to see how it's oh, changed, yeah. you know, I since I went out of print. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Which is which is actually why this is such an interesting dynamic, and why I <laughs> asked you to be on the show. That and you volunteered, so. <laughs> um. So I've. I'm in, I'm incredibly incredibly passionate about making your author bio have a little bit of um, um, mm. flair to it, and just making sure that well, yes, it's professional. It needs to also add a little bit of um, flair to it. You can't you can't just be like Jay is a writer. It's got to have some spice to it. It's got to be like, what what sets you apart from the other? That doesn't ones? tell me anything. Interesting. Exactly. What? Why should I bother with your book? Why should I bother with Jenny's yeah, book exactly. when I can just go by Jeff's along the road? Um, also, another thing is, please, this is going back a lot more into your uh, camp of things yeah. now. <laughs> um, but I'm um, giving, giving the ball back to you. But um, the... Um, author, authors are allies, not enemies. Uh, sentiment, i.e., whilst yes, you yes, you're technically competing with authors, other authors, you're also not because you can't exactly. compete with someone if they're 14 times larger than you. Please don't also, also, I, I've, I've made this mistake of thinking 
I'm going to shoot no, right to the top. Assume that you Don't. are going to go straight You're going to, to you're, a New York Times bestseller overnight because that um, never happens, <laughs> quite honestly. Don't. Don't. Or, or if it does, if it's it does, then one in a billion. you already be a celebrity um, because that's the only way that things like that happen. It's like, say, um, who's never written a exactly. book? Who wrote a book? Um, exactly. Say Ariana Grande wrote a book. Gordon Ramsay... Gordon Ramsay writing fiction. Right. There you go. Gordon Ramsay writing That's going to go bestseller because because it's Gordon Ramsay who wrote it. But if, like, Steve <laughs> from Down the Road writes a crime novel, that is exactly the same quality as Gordon Ramsay's crime novel. It's, it's not going to have the same effect. Yeah. It's not going to sell well. Also, yeah. also, just have realistic expectations. Don't think... I mean, I mean, I've I've had um, I spoke about my failed, um, not failed. Your music ongoing career, but, um, Yes, the ongoing one, um, in which I, I, you know, I got shit streams for the first one. Actually, did incredibly decent for the second one, and then just I actually currently do have a secret take music, off. music career. Um, that, um, Nobody knows what name I'm going under on on Bandcamp because I'm not sharing it. But <laughs> I've actually had um, quite a few streams from just promoting um, on TikTok. So like, you never know where you can where you can promote. Oh yeah, mm. but we're not music marketers here. Go to a first limo for that kind of thing. Um, but we're authors. We do literature. We do words, not music. Um, even <laughs> though too. I do, the, even though I do both, um, <laughs> um, but it's it, it's it's also so so much of a well, um, going back to uh, writing stuff. Sp- don't shoot for the stars, but don't be too um, depressed if you hit the ground face first. Get back up again. Work your way up. You're ne- you're never gonna get right to the bestsellers list. Won't happen. Instead, submit to literary journals, network, build up, build your following, build yeah. up, and then eventually you're going to get a New York bestseller, hopefully. But don't expect. I mean, I I, I was um, quite quite heavy. You know, I I was getting so so frustrated. You know first two weeks of my book why is it not selling why is it not selling I, you know if i was going to be successful i would have seen signs and well yeah i still get well yes i still get like that i'm not nearly as bad um because at the end of the day i one i'm seven one i'm 17 and uh, you know i'm not billy eilish i don't have <laughs> amazing contacts in every industry ever it seems um you know i was i felt an incredible pressure when i was uh 16 turning 17 of oh, I need to do I'm something to live with my life because Billy Eilish did anymore, so I've really got to work <laughs> I yeah, can exactly. use it but you it's something you don't where get I'm not just for being young because you know what I mean I... exactly yeah. you want to be famous because you're good at what you do I mean I mean you know I w- the Here's the issue I have with the child tagline. Yeah, it's essentially "I'm young, publish me." That's essentially what it's saying. It's "I'm young, young people can't do fuck all." Apparently, 
um, I will very happily prove you wrong in that, and I will very happily show you numerous examples of young people actually being more accomplished than most adults. Um, mm. You know, I, I I have this running uh, joke in my youth group of, well, I'm not very accomplished, but and then I proceed to list all my accomplishments because it's it's a sort of thing where like I. I, I'm incredibly, incredibly, and I, and I genuinely want to know whether you feel the same here, whether you are, like, oh, both proud of your achievements like but don't want to flaunt to it, some degree. if that makes sense. Because there is there is such a fine line between, I mean, you've got to be yes, proud you're proud of what you do, what you do and being you egotistical. You can't deny and it if you've done something great. You've got to spread that with the world. Mm. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly, which is which is exactly what my Twitter is, and me complaining about how shit being trans is. That's, that's essentially my Twitter, um, I, and, and and also posting random things I find funny, which is essentially what Twitter is. I'm essentially doing everything right on Twitter, um, and essentially, what I found is you need to be incredibly, incredibly you. Nobody likes somebody who on, who on Twitter just acts like they know boasts about it. how good they are with no evidence about yeah. them when they don't. Because I, I I'm a firm believer in I don't give a shit what you say. Give me evidence. Where's the evidence? Where? Um, you know, you you've been published in well, four I mean, literary journals. When you, Show when me. you look at really big authors like um, like Derek Landy, for example, Derek Landy doesn't have to go around saying I'm Derek Landy. Like you know, I'm I'm a really great writer because everyone already knows that because he's sold hundreds of thousands of copies. So mm. yeah, exactly. So he's he's also been a screenwriter as well. You can well, say actually. stuff like that. You can say, hey, I've been published in twelve literary journals or whatever. You, you can go to an agent and say that and the agent will be like, sure, that's great. But once you reach a certain point, then you can stop doing that because basically everyone already knows. Don't yeah. flaunt, don't flaunt yeah. your accomplishments. Flaunt them to the right people. Do flaunt them, but don't. Don't, 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 uh, don't. Exactly. Flaunt them to the right people, not the wrong ones. Because the second you yeah. do that to the wrong ones, what they're going to do, they're going to spit in your face. Um... It's it's just a sad reality in which you need to be incredibly careful where you flaunt and who you flaunt to. But also Do it to agents. Do it to don't do it to the wrong people. To to. Yes, sure. So. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. Do it to, do it to notable people in the industry, not Joe down the road. Um I mean, actually, actually, I am. Um, I received a really, really nice word. Idea. I think I think I've actually told you about this. Actually, mm. from the uni, I'm actually thinking of applying to. And and they were like, "We really, really like your uh, personal statement, and nice. we really, really commend you on publishing your work at such a young age." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm happy now." Um, and she's like, "Good luck with your but studies. Please come really and grab me if there's anything people. we can like, do for I, you." When I self-published, I was fourteen. Um, um, and when I tell people that, you know, who aren't involved in the publishing industry, they're like, whoa, you did that when you were 14? And I'm like, yeah, but it was really bad. And they're mm. like, when you were 14? Like, you know what I mean? It's like just doing something like publishing a book. Like, even if I'd done that at 18, exactly. people would still be going like, whoa. And, and to me, that's 
that's nothing because it was so bad. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's I've I've always been of the opinion that it's done now. You've done it. I've done it. I've done it. Time to move on to the next What's project. Next? What's next? What's exactly? What do I need to do next? How can I advance my career? How can I, you know, get that? It's um, my my uh, philosophy teacher actually goes on about this a lot. Marginal gains. You're not. She she always uses the yeah, example of how exactly. you're not going to go from a U to an A. It's a slow a climb. You gotta you gotta just do one step. You, you at need a time. to gradually. That's so cliche. <laughs> you need to gradually do it. You need to gradually build up your portfolio. It's like yeah. you need to gradually build up your portfolio. You need to gradually do all of this. You can't just boom. You're there. That won't work. Um, it goes back to my philosophy of, yes, sure, you can reach for the stars, but don't be too surprised if you fall, fall on your face. Get back up and do something else. Do more. Work smarter. Also, also, we need to squash a myth right now. Don't work harder. Work smarter. <laughs> Nobody cares that you put in 40 hours a week. <laughs> That's true. No one cares. There were people putting work, yeah. 30 hours a week who were doing better than you. Why? I wonder. Could it be that they're um, working smarter, not harder? Hmm, I wonder. Also, um, you know, is there, is, is, there, is there really anything you can add to the um, whole optimising your time, time part of it? But all I'm going to say really. is... Um, like when you're doing, like I can't speak for the writing no, process because I. I kind of touched on that last week. But what I will talk about with time management for things like um, querying, for things like this is this is going down the traditional route, by the way. If you're mm. if you're querying, then you want to um, kind of you don't want to take things too quickly. You just want to have a kind of framework for a mm. query letter, and from there, from the basic details, which are like you know who you are what your book's about, why you want to be published. You can um, fill that in I'm, with the details of the I've specific actually... publishing agency which you're submitting to and what they are looking for. And then you would send that off. Mm. You can send a, a few off at a time as long as you um, have good practice to tell um, them that you've sent off a few at a time. And then um, you'll get a response back in a few months, which, you know, mm. it's, it's a long time. But comparatively speaking, it doesn't have to be such a long time as long as you manage it efficiently by yeah it's also it's also this isn't going to be a trans related joke but it's not as long as uh, the exactly. NHS makes me well for, uh, wait for transgender healthcare <laughs> I can I, I can get a, a, a whole novel <laughs> um, from conception to publication in the time it would take I mean, me no to get all those and that's ridiculous to me come on come just, on yeah Oh yeah, totally. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be alive without the NHS. Mm. But social mm. workers and whatever are helping and do help with that, which I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful. Um, I have told my social worker about this podcast, and I might oh, actually amazing. link it to her once or twice she's actually quite interested in this sort of thing. She she knows she knows um, where well, a lot, a lot really of people. If you can, if you can link it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you more about it. Um, I'll tell. Yeah. I'll tell you more about it um, after the podcast. Because 
you'll be incredibly interested, I think, anyway. And and essentially, um, with with marketing, have a personality, please. Don't confuse don't, don't the word sort bland of, for the word bland. Don't be bland. Don't like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One has an L. One has an L. You don't want to be the loser in this situation. Ha ha! Funny joke. Also, my uh, PC to oh, access my outline has decided to fuck off. There you go. It's not fucked off anymore. Um, so, essentially, what do you what do you think really is the issues which surround um, um, traditional, traditional at the moment? At this I mean, stage, traditional is. Yeah, because on, it, what were you asking? This is, yeah. This is this is probably going to be something more we touch on um, in in the traditional published episodes. Oh, as, it's, right. as it's now going to be called. Um, but it, well, just touching it's, on traditional. It's worth it to touch it on um, here briefly. I think at the moment in lockdown, it's almost never been a better time because even though that might seem completely against what you're expecting me to say. Even though it has changed in the sense that there aren't in-person events, obviously, and they're not all going to be working from the same office, they will be accepting submissions still. Like, all the ones that are usually accepting submissions probably still will be, including the agents, which, um, if you've ever attempted to submit an unsolicited manuscript before, you'll know that you usually need an agent if you want to submit to a big publishing house. Um, yeah, exactly. The big five. Um, I can't name all of them, but I know Collins are part of them. But if you, um, you know, if if you yep. just have a project that you've been working on and you think that now might be the time when it's polished enough to submit it, then you know, go over it, double check it, write that query letter, double check that query letter, get someone else to double check that query letter for you, and send it off. Because seriously, what is the worst that could happen? This could be the the time when you can get something done. Yeah. It's free. Exactly. It's free. Nothing to lose. It's free. Also, I have a um, it's a I have a a query letter um thing on my website on, on my blog actually on my website, which I I do need to reformat a little bit, but um it's it's I've I've got I've gone over the rejection of query letters, which is something I'm gonna uh, go go on and sort of um speak about in the traditionally published episode um which i've yet to outline um but re- but but essentially i've got i've got a template on how to deal with rejections which is which is one of the pieces oh, I've, I've sent off to the uni actually i won't care enough um and i've you know i mean what i'm gonna mention about rejections so it's, it's all there um, sorry can i quickly um, talk about rejections I'm, so as someone who has been rejected, please do, please do, please do. I think, um, yes, well, I've been rejected, I think. As someone uh, who has also been my rejected. first manuscript, which was the self-published one that I self-published when I was 14, sent it off um, several times, I think got about six rejections. Um, you know, all the generic standard rejection letters, you know, not even personalised. And then when I wrote another, um, a novella uh, for adults, um, you know, completely different project, I think maybe one and a half years back now. Um, 
that project actually made it to the stage of getting back a personalized uh, rejection letter from a small publisher, which said, basically, uh, we really like this, but we're not sure if it's our list at this time. So I was actually overjoyed with that at this point, because um, just the fact that they had personalized mm. it, they told me that they read my work, they told me that they really liked my style, always focus on the good parts of the letter rather than the you were rejected part, because... In truth, everyone is going to be rejected at least a couple of times. Usually way more than that. And um, rejection does not mean that your writing is bad at all. It just means that it doesn't necessarily fit what they had in mind. And while it is a sign for you to go yeah. back and kind of double check your manuscript over and over again, it doesn't mean that you have to write the whole thing again from the start because all in all, eventually you're going to find an agent or a publisher who's a perfect fit for your work and who will want to represent you straight away. I completely agree with that. I, I, I agree with every word. I think also yeah. you need to be level-headed. You don't, you can't, you can't think, Rejections oh, God, this is the end of the world. So they're not attacking you as a writer. They're just saying, no. this is not for me. Why, Why, would they they exactly? Why would they want to? Because, it, because it, it, if you think of this from their perspective, one, they're representing an agency, which is a business. Yeah. If you want to think of it that way, it's a business. Why would they want to? Why would they want to directly attack a writer? Because the second they do that, they're yeah. going to get a bunch of bad press. Exactly. The second they get bad press, they know they're not going to have anyone submitting to them, and then they're going to close down. So you know. Also, um, this is something I'm going to touch on again in the traditional publish, but I'm just I'm just laying the groundwork here so we can really delve really deep into traditional. Um, probably next week, next week now, um, and really sort of get to grips with everything. Um, because at this point, um, just research your just research your agent. I'm 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 gonna say this again in the traditional publish, but please research your agent. You know, stalk please. your agent. <laughs> this again comes. Literally, in. just go and find all their social media profiles and read everything that they have to well, say, all of their blogs and everything, just so you know exactly what it is that they're looking for. Also, please don't directly requote them in a in an article <laughs> they did three times before. I did this to an agent who for. For, to save both his and my sanity, I'm not going to name. Um, but essentially, I quote, I directly quoted uh, something he said like four years ago, and he he he, he just <laughs> didn't reply. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, um, also I'm actually genuinely really interested now to hear about your self-publishing oh, fails. Well. Um, I can get the into whole, the whole story for this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be a four-hour podcast. Point, yeah, I mean, I was um, so I was fourteen years old. Well, I was thirteen when I had finished writing it, and I had just turned fourteen by the time it was out. My birthday was on the third of June. It came out on the ninth of June. Um, I so I published it using a website called ePubli, which looking back was not the best idea because it was based in Germany, which meant that most of their, um, well, all of their social media channels were in German and they didn't have any really in big German. promotion um, outlets 
in the UK or anything. It was all just basically in Germany, in the German language. Um, which, you know, was kind of interesting to get around once I figured out that they had not been sent to the British Library, they'd been sent to the one in Germany. So <laughs> there was kind of no way of cataloguing them in UK libraries or anything mm -hmm. like that. But um, that's kind of a story for another time. The basic uh, point is that I did everything by myself. I didn't hire an editor. I got my mum to proofread it, basically, and she didn't change any of the story, just, you know, little mistakes that I missed with my eyes. Um, I got my friends to kind of test read it, and obviously they just said it was really good because they were my friends. Um, top tip, get some beta readers who aren't your friends. I um, Beta yeah, readers. I uh, What did I do next? Yes, yeah, so I tried to promote it as much as possible through going to things like book fairs, which was, you know, an interesting experience because I did get approached by, you know, small publishers. I got approached by, you know, news people and stuff like that. Um, nothing ever came of it, partly because the small publishers who I won't name, because obviously that would be a bit mean, but I checked their website and they didn't seem that professional. So I just thought, no, I'll go for something better when it comes along. Um, bigger and better yeah. but uh, I think also sorry, you um, can carry on. Just, sorry to interrupt your beautiful yeah, okay. story but um, going off that make sure you get media yeah. covered for your work we're gonna we're gonna go more probably in, in a, a few, few episodes, in, you know maybe next episode when we when we go really really delve deep into marketing but all I'll say for this now is Make sure to get media outlets to cover yeah. your work. Just don't get the sun <laughs> to do it because the sun is neutrality shit. The sun is toilet paper. Um, um yes. so I was um you know, I was going to the book fairs, entering the competitions. I still do that, I still enter competitions, that's a good thing to do anyway. But um I eventually I do so to you things like I would print posters out and I would put them like in bus stops, in coffee oh, shops, God. in bookshops, I put them like around the halls in my school. Put them in classrooms. How did At that one work point, out? I brought a box of books into school and just started selling them, which I'm pretty sure is against the school rules. So that was fun, but um, it did. You know, it it went quite well. I did manage to sell about fifty copies. So, you know, proud of myself for that. But um, at the same time, I ordered around two hundred copies. <laughs> So, as a result, I still oh. have many of these copies lying around my house somewhere. But, um, I mean, ultimately, uh, the thing is that I did get that far kind of doing it all wrong. <laughs> because what I should have been doing was using social media, which <laughs> I wasn't allowed to do because I was too young. Um, and, you know, using using the internet more, making more use of the networking opportunities that I had access to, not guilt tripping my friends into buying copies because they were my friends and um yeah i mean to be honest it was kind of inevitable that it wouldn't go that well because of my age like i'm not saying that you can't achieve stuff if you are that age but the thing is i was 14 i wasn't exactly going to listen to any criticism um i did have incidents where where i go and, and read passages from my book and people would come over and be like oh how old are you once I said I was 14, the whole mood changed and they all suddenly wanted to buy it just because I was 14, which, as we've discussed, isn't ideal. You don't want the age to be the only selling point. Um, 
and you know I kind of look back on it with a mixture of of sort of feeling proud about what I achieved at that age and um you know knowing that I could have done it better but at the same time not really caring because I was 14 (laughs) so you know it's a really like mixed experience oh yeah totally um I am honestly I I sadly don't have actually I do have a self-publishing story so it was so I I've been saying I was going to publish a book and actually I have a really really funny burning throne story to tell at some point um but but essentially I I kept on you know, just saying, oh, I'm going to release it once I do my GCSEs, once I do my GCSEs, once I do my GCSEs, which I did. I did. It, it didn't go very successfully, but oh well. Um, and and essentially, you know, they were like, people were like, oh, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? When's it coming out? When? And I'm like, after my GCSE, after my GCSE. And, you know, it's a bombarding with questions, which in secondary they they literally bug you for it mm-hmm. they literally shout and scream at you well you, it was endearing but at the same time it was yeah meh because i was whilst i'm incredibly proud of being able to write and being able to write apparently well um you know it's something i i i'm proud of and i'm proud of being able to do I also need to be very careful with yeah. who you tell. And I mean, I was like, um, I mean, one of the experiences I had, like every time I told anyone when I was at that age, uh, you know, they would they would tell me, oh, they would ask, have you done this for school? Like, was it a school project? You know, has everyone in your year just, just written one of these for school? And I had to explain like, oh, no, this is this is my own thing. You know, this is what I've been wanting to do for ages. And at that point, you know, certain people won't, really know what it is you're even trying to do because you don't know yourself what you're trying to do you're very new to it mm. it's just quite interesting mm. how people are going to react don't be don't be too scared yeah. of being a noob. everyone's a noob sometimes that's 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 all i can exactly we all start off as children and then grow into <laughs> questionable adults uh, if, if you want to look at it that way and don't be too scared of saying, "Well, I don't know this." Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a there's a, a really really good medical saying I like I quite like of don't be afraid to say you don't know. In medicine, they don't know a lot. They, there's a lot we don't know about the human yeah. body at the moment in medicine. But there's no point acting like you know because, especially, you know, you can you could end up killing someone in the worst instance. Well, that's a bit extreme. <laughs> I know I know I know it's not like the same sort of thing. I you know, by no means am I equating a bunch of book marketing to human lives. <laughs> but it's it's a sort of thing where don't sort of believe that you know, that just because you don't know it's something means you're a horrible writer. No, it just means you're an experienced and there's nothing wrong with being exp- inexperienced. Hell, you, you, I, and every single other writer, reader, or writer watching the, watching or listening to this podcast, will feel that they were incredibly, incredibly incompetent at one point in time. 
and by no means should that invalidate or destroy the work that they are doing I mean, and know, have the done. More, the more rejections you have, the more mistakes that you make as a writer, you're going to learn from that. And I know that's a very cliche thing to say, but, oh, yeah. you know, learning from your mistakes, I can't think of many situations where that would be more true than in this situation, because the more that you do wrong, Mm. the more that you figure out how to not do things wrong and so the more you figure out how to do things right from a very logical point of view mm. you can't you can't walk before you can run adding to the myriad of metaphors i'm yeah. using um but essentially just make sure that you just make sure you use resources on book marketing and this is something i'm going to get on and i'm going to recommend god knows how many places to find marketing research marketing things and all the rest of it in the marketing episode but just make sure you do your research not necessarily yes on the market but yes also how you can market because you don't you don't want to self-publish 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 do all this marketing do all this stuff and then realize i'm in a genre that and here's the thing, weird, weird thing to be saying on this podcast, pub- but uh, don't just listen to us. Like, for goodness sake, go out and listen to someone who's more qualified. Like, we're a good resource, oh, yeah. but, but please, 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 for the sake of your sanity, go and listen to someone else as well. Like, <laughs> look at all the resources you can find. We don't, we don't, we don't know everything, and I'm, I am proud to. I mean, that. I don't. At the end of the I day, we were a lot about traditional we, publishing. I we, don't have insider knowledge. I'm only speaking as someone who's attempted to mm. get traditionally published. We are both. We are both. Yeah. Under twenty, <laughs> we you know we haven't really done much with our lives. So well, well, yes, we understand the business and understand all of this, and it's because we're both really, really interested in succeeding in the business. And I do think that you need some sort of yeah. drive to succeed within you know within anything absolutely you need to drive to succeed you need you need to you need to look and make sure that you are going and ensuring the first step towards writing a book is like really looking at yourself and thinking am i prepared to go through this like am i prepared to go through the whole publishing process is it something that that makes me feel excited or is it something that just makes me feel a bit meh and if the answer is the second one then you probably just... should be writing a book. Like it's all about like the drive that you have to actually do this with your life. I think, I think for me, um, y- you know the 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 journey to getting to the to the top, which self publishing might not be the mm. best option to that, but I'm I've got faith in myself. I can do it. There's there's, there's nothing to say Absolutely. I can't. There's nothing to say. You know, I'm I might not be the next J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be. I don't want to, one, too transphobic, too questionable, but, you know, I, you know, I just, I would want to be someone who's able to comfortably live off their writing. I, you know, and if I do, you know, if I do end up going to JK Rowling's level of, um, of fame and popularity without the transphobia, then I'll take it. Um, it would be weird to be trans. It would be it would be weird to preach transphobia, considering I'm a trans person myself. Um, but that's beside the point. But regardless, and I I also actually think I have quite a unique angle mm. as well. And this is something we're going to speak more about in the marketing podcast. But having an angle is also a really having really an good is, and interesting is idea. Always a plus. I have. 
I have an angle of weird, quirky, sarcastic British trans kid. <laughs> that's 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 the that's the that's the angle. I mean, that's who I am. I also think you shouldn't you shouldn't really force your no. angle. Don't force it. Never like never um, play something that's kind of more exaggerated than it is. Like in order to get the angle, I. Um, I'm going to go through some of my really, really recent tweets uh, just to show you. Keep in mind, most of these are made at 3 a.m. when I'm. I don't currently use Twitter because I've got nothing uh, to promote on there at the moment, but you know, when I'm making a Twitter or something. I just. I I just. So I have the Writing Den uh, thing on there because it auto posts to Twitter. I've I've got a I've got a bunch of Disney stuff because part of my bio is that I I I absolutely mm. want to go to Disney World one day. Absolutely love love it. So that that's an angle Disney Disney loving trans kit. Um, another another uh, Disney Funko Pop on there. Um, um, just just me contemplating how I spell my name. Um. The a um, a petition. Also, please get politically involved. That's another yeah. thing. Don't, don't be careful how you do it, but be politically involved in some form. Be an activist of some description. One, it gives you an angle. Two, it gives you something to fight for. And three, you shouldn't be worried about not? hurting your image if it's going to, you know, change something for the better. That's that shows no, exactly. to potential exactly. editors that. Well, not editors, agents. That you're a person who's willing to speak up about stuff like that, and and they're almost more likely to take you on if you demonstrate quali- qualities like that. Mm. I mean, I have the uh, Portsmouth Trust uh, petition uh, on the on the Go Sign Me. Go I think me? it's called um, website. Uh, no, oh, it's sorry. Go. Yeah. It's change dot org. Um. On there, I've also got um, the random life update. Again, queer. Sorry, that might be a slur, but um, I think you're um, allowed to say it. Last time I checked. Yeah, but it is. It's just I know within the community, it's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly sensitive. Oh, of and, course. Um, I, you might not be the best person. To talk about the the, the uh, uh, you know whole LGBTQ mm. history, or we might have to make another podcast on that actually, because I could go on for hours about that. Um, but essentially, just me being an angsty teen for one tweet, um, me flaunting how I've uh, I've um, typeset my book through Readsy, um, I'm loving working on a thing, hinting. Um, me, me going on my very slight uh, traditionally publishing journey throughout that. Uh, me, um, me being replied to by Derek Landy uh, and retweeting one of his tweets. Um, me complaining how I'm oppressed and don't like it. These are very um, like I don't I, I I don't mean to be incredibly incredibly like you know sort of <clears throat> trans people. Um, this uh, I'm just going to say now. Um, a lot of what I'm doing on this podcast, just for this little tiny segment, is 
satirical. It's not that I don't like trans people or, you know, yeah. think whatever. <laughs> or think that, you know, it's horrible. It's, I'm a fucking, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a trans person myself. Why would I hate my own, why would I hate my own people? Um, it's a sort of thing where I'm just shouting it. I think, I think during this, I was shouting at JK Rowling to go do research on, on our transphobic claims. Um, there is a uh, scene I wrote without dialogue tags. That's a Disney thing from the Disney shop back in March when we could go outside. <laughs> um, and me saying how much I love Disney. Um, me complaining how editing is shit. Um, me thanking and being political with vi- with a virus and saying thank you, thank you to all those healthcare workers and people who actually wear masks and do all, all of the self- health and safety stuff. Um, me uh, tweeting about a book I'm reading. Uh, me wishing everybody at Disney a good day. Um, and me trying to do some self-care tweets, et cetera, et cetera, and the list goes on. Oh, and me being funny, and me me posting a funny J.K. Rowling meme. That that's a highlight on my Twitter account. That. Um, and and then it's just questionable Twitter. So, God, we've God, this is going to be a two-hour podcast at this, right? Oh well, have fun. So that that that's essentially the sort of person I am, and I'm. And that's the sort of thing I compare on my Twitter. And the reason I, I, I've, I've done the segment is to show you that realistically you don't... I, I'm probably going to recycle the segment in, um, in, the, in the marketing episode, but um, it, it just shows you please have personality on your social media, media and don't hide away behind it. I have to be professional sort of thing because that's not going to get you any fans, is it? Yeah. Realistically. I mean, who knows? Um, I mean, it might, but there's a there's a there's a very very uh, weird chance. Um, so now we are hopefully going to be introducing a new, possibly hopefully permanent segment, depending on how many uh, voice messages you will send in. And we are now going to be having a look at writer problems, uh, and I will see whether this actually works. And so this is a, I'm, I'm going to put the voice message um, in it uh, this time frame. Hey, Writer's Den. Pertaining to book plots, what is one of your favorite fictional tropes? And also, what is your favorite fantasy creature? <laughs> I loved your last podcast, although if Erica is God like you say she is, is the Writer's Den secretly a cult? Um... Hmm. Anyway, thank you for your content. I hope you both have a wonderful day. Yeah, thanks that, right? for that message. Um, can confirm we are a cult. Um, first, that's the first <laughs> answer I'm going to give. Um, yeah, um, and thank you, Sky Dragon, for uh, putting in your um, voice message. It was very, very much appreciated. So, favorite. We value favorite your trend. support. I feel like we discussed this. Last uh, last time, didn't we? Favorite fictional trope? Because mm-hmm. I remember talking about unreliable narrators, and I would stand by that and say that that's one of my favorite tropes. Yep. And favorite uh, favorite mystical creature, favorite mythical creature. Sorry, favorite. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
favorite fantasy yeah. creature. That's what it was. <laughs> we got there eventually. I would, um, yeah. I would have mm-hmm. to go for. I mean, looking back at everything I've ever written, it's got to be werewolves, hasn't it? Like, mm, I mean, I, I, I have a really, really big thing for, um, like, magically be- blessed mm. humans and demons and sort of the whole the whole um, idea between good and evil, which yeah. is why I wrote an entire fucking book about it. And it's a sort of dichotomy between, um, and I do, I, I have touched on this, but this links into the, both the first part of the message and the second part of the message, um, in which I literally just adore the idea of um, characters who are quite morally grey. Mm. And sort of... I mean, I love that as well. They, 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 they have a twisted... They think what they're doing is right. Mm. I've also really like that when the when the reader can clearly see if we take Erica for example, she thinks getting revenge is the right thing to do. But the question is how many have to die? The question posed in the second book specifically is how many have to die to get peace? I mean I just love books like and, um, The Wasp Factory and, and stuff like that where mm, it's mm. told from the point of view of the villain pretty much like a kind of anti-hero so in the wasp factory you have this mm. little psychopath who's just running around killing all his cousins and you know that's presented as like the right thing I to admit- do and i just i, I just love that <laughs> i admittedly do believe that realistically that trope is incredibly interesting but i decided not to do it mm. because especially for burning throne and i know i talk about that <laughs> a lot because it's it's my only book, and I really, really want to flaunt As it. As you should, because I'm fucking proud As of it. As you should be. Um, exactly. It's it's a book, and I wrote it, and it's amazing, and it's uh, professionally uh, typeset by Redstone. And I I just think it's amazing. Um, the typeset. I regularly reread it. Actually, it, that <laughs> sounds weird. I regularly reread my own work because I just really like, I like specific to read my own work as well. I think everyone um, is in secret. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's I, I think it's one of those writer things that they would nobody would exactly. ever admit to. I think it's one of those, um, and and the sort of thing wherein we can just sort of you know do everything. I mean, for Burning Throne, I really didn't want to tell it from uh, Lucifer, who is mm. the villain. Um, it's told to you within the first few pages. Oh, obviously, not with the line Lucifer was a villain. We're going to have to do an episode on um, show don't tell and writing techniques and how to. Is he going to be the villain or not? (laughs) Mm. We have to do a a show on um, show don't tell tell at some point. We have to do a whole on breaking that down and breaking what it means. Which is exactly (laughs) what we're probably going to be doing in the next few weeks. I know. Um, I love how I love actually the really as I've uh, I've complimented the dynamic you and I have both uh, within the podcast quite a few times over the past two hours or so. But um, I one I really like it. Two, I think it's quite interesting because both being writers of moderately different things, mm-hmm. there's also this universal writer experience which I find quite actually. Fun. And it's a sort of I mean, thing I just where, really like chatting you know, to other writers because just, you know, writing mm. is what I find interesting. One networking, mm, one writing, and two, you're doing a 
a fucking English literature course at uni, why would you not be interested in literature? Precisely. You, when when you go back to uni, I would love just like to, just for you to just drag one of your friends <laughs> on. I mean, I could do that. I I have um you know friends who are writers. I can try and see how many of them I can Ask persuade. Them. Ask them. Ask them. I I one I'd love to meet them too. It would be a really interesting thing to find find out, and we could have more people on the podcast, as which would be amazing. On the podcast as possible. Um, more views. Exactly. Um, I will. I will um, very much say sort of the more the merrier, which is exactly why I put up an Instagram thing yeah. today. No, of whoever who wants to join. Um because I just really really like guests and I think the dynamic would be really interesting between three people specifically not to say that you're not <laughs> interesting and I love you know I, I, I love the dynamic but it's just you know with a podcast you getting want more people a varied on. assortment of guests and so far I'm like I'm the varied assortment of guests so <laughs> it's going great yeah you are you are you are, you are. but to be honest it's yeah it's only yeah. the second episode it's not you know you know, if you were doing like, if this was the 40th, I could understand, but it's not, you know. We hopefully um, entertain you enough to, uh, um, you know, justify you spending two Please hours or so with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but if, effectively, I um, just really really like sort of the whole trope and fantasy creatures actually who are from all um you know everything there's a reason i uh, i told the uh, story from uh, nate's perspective within uh and erica's perspective within uh, burning throne was because well lucifer is a really interesting character i think writing an entire book from his perspective mm. would be kind of boring to read because Lucifer is like a spice. <laughs> if you add too much, you're going to burn your tongue. Yeah, off. I feel that. If you add too little, readers are going to want more. That's also another thing we need to talk about story structure, but that'll be another one again. Have, have, have you noticed what on the podcast we come up with future podcast ideas? This is how planned this all is. <laughs> so we're, we're probably going to end up doing doing a lot of these again with your with um if you can get uh, people to come on. Uh, people do send in your um because... send in your notes, send in your voice notes. Um, we want to hear what you have to say. You know, to us and we do. about us, and uh, hopefully only good things and um just just ideas. I review all of the um. I view. Uh, I review all of the uh, voice messages before yeah. they come on the show, so if they're not very good, I won't air them. That that isn't a sort of thing where I only want good things said about <laughs> me. It's the sort of thing where if it's like if it's like horribly vulgar, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tolerate it. So you know, if you tell me how I'm not a man or you know or, you know any of this transphobic stuff, I'm just not we, um, stuff, we look so through these messages as meticulously as I look through my manuscript before I hand it to my mum to proofread. So, <laughs> I, I I do play all of the messages before I feature them, just just to make just to make sure that um, I 
they're suitable because this is a PG thirteen show. Uh, I swear, in a PG thirteen, you're allowed. You're everything allowed I do is use of the F word, and you've dropped the F word about five times this episode. But who cares? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> exactly, you know. Um, see, don't tell me like teenagers don't swear. I said five to myself times. on the show just um, of future employees potentially future employees, future employers um, hearing it, but who knows, maybe employees as well, maybe they'll find it funny if I saw it on a podcast, but who knows <laughs> Yeah, true, I mean I mean, I mean, you know, I, 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 I hope this won't um, oh, it's absolutely affect fine. my future job prospects <laughs> Okay, good You just gave me Don't a little worry. bit of anxiety there Don't worry <laughs> um, <about that. laughs> It's fine, it's fine Um but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a sort of, um, people have something to say. I want yeah. to know. So please send your stuff you in. Think. We really, really want to one hear from you. Two means we can have more stuff to talk about we're, because we're like your kind grandma who owns a publishing company. Just, just like ask questions, we'll answer. <laughs> yeah, we will. If it's, um. Please, uh, please also ask any writing yeah. question you want. You know this this segment is designed to be a, as you miraculously put it, uh, within the uh, DM um, within the group chat. Um, have a um, have a asking nanny segment or whatever you call it. Um, have a writing grandma segment. So that's exactly what this is. Um, I I actually sent the the first overview to Lottie before she agreed to do this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so she she knows what she's in for. Um, hopefully, <laughs> uh, no. But um, if it's essentially, it's just I. I think with fantasy, and I can yeah. go on a lot about this, um, you need to be incredibly careful with what you put in to you, what what mythical creature. You don't you want to have them in. all in the same place. Because really. That's just going to be confusing. Exactly. Also, please make them creative. Please make them creative. My please. thing with this is elves, like, if you're writing about elves, do not just write the Lord of the Rings elves. Because what I've seen with a lot of fantasy involving elves is they're just the same elves that we've seen in The Lord of the Rings. It seems to be that that's the blueprint for just all it's elves. It's like nobody understands how to do anything differently. <laughs> like, come up with your own... Make yeah, up your exactly. own it's, not... it's fun. I don't see why you wouldn't do it. It's like nobody understands yeah. how to write characters anymore, which is another thing we need yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, that podcast. can be a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> Oh yeah, writing characters, what to do and what not to do, referenced by the uh, book How Not to Write a Novel, uh, not by me. Although, although actually, I have a um, I have a failed writing project where I just take the piss out of myself, the entire manuscript. I, love I might to do actually that. show I'll it to do you. That next. That's my next project. Do you I want to see to the see failed it. manuscript? Send it over. If I can track it down, I'll show it to you. I think it's called How to Write a Book. Um, I mean, yeah, 
I um actually what I'll do, I'll I'll see I'll see whether I can track it down on Google Drive and then I might read the first oh, okay. line because I loved writing this project. How many uh how much how much time we got left? This is very much We oh, don't we have, have a, a we don't have a okay. time limit. No, we don't. We didn't have a time oh, limit the last oh, time. Okay. It just happened to be an hour. It's... No. Do you think I set time limits? Do you think I actually have <laughs> stuff to do? Um. So... Somebody's going to take that out of context and put it to meme. Meme. Sorry, you, you cut out just then. I didn't hear what you said. Uh, meme music. If I just put right, um, somebody's going to put uh, that's a meme music. The I don't have anything. I I do think so. It's oh, okay. So so, so, so I, and I will send you this manuscript because it's completely unfinished, but I loved doing it. It's called. Um, A writer's guide for my dear to publication by me. Um, and I had a copyright page and I had a dedication. Uh, oh, here, here we go. Um, section one, starting uh, getting into writing. Um, and it's the uh, selecting and uh, continuing ideas section, which I do want to read. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, can you hear me? So th th this is the first line of the entire manuscript. This section is going to be for those people who want to, one, get back into writing, or want to get into writing for the first time. Considering the logical approaches to address those who want to get into writing for the first time, I've written you a letter to help with your newfound hobby. Dear new writer, <laughs> welcome to the confusing, frustrating, and overly complex world of writing a book or writing a short story. You'll have a really fun time doing this hobby. You can look forward to things such as <laughs> coming up with characters, understanding worlds you created at 3am when you needed coffee, understanding midnight handwriting, oh, always, ha always, no, striking always. always having inspiration strike when your phone is either dead or <laughs> you don't have a notepad or pen, so you try to do it in your memory and fail. <laughs> Overall, you'll be fine. You'll get used to it. You'll have more fun than not coming up with words and executing your creative muscles. It's more fun than anything you'll ever do. The upside, to instead, the upside is instead of committing murder on an actual person, <laughs> Wait, you I can still them in your book. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of a delayed reaction. I was just processing. Don't create characters just to kill them for no reason. Um... Um, all with no impact on the story, please. If they're going to, if they're going to die, give them a point in the story. It helps with character development. <laughs> please do. And I will send this you the entirety like of the rest of the manuscript because I, I feel like I, because it is it's based on split into a couple of blog posts. You should do. Oh yeah, I might actually do it. Um, and and like. I genuinely really liked writing that bit. I mean, I love writing um, about when writing did I last well. I just think it's fun. Oh, four minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
that is um that is it, it, it was actually based on the uh, how not to write a novel books because i was reading that at the time yeah you can <laughs> you can tell by the influence and tone and it's also me trying to be sarcastic as fuck and honestly failing um but you know we live we learn we vibe we exist be whatever sexuality you want <laughs> if you want to be attracted to frogs be attracted to frogs <laughs> that can go on the epic fails um, compilation somebody's going to take that That's out like of context the, the thumbnail and, of the video um, is just like a picture of you with a frog <laughs> that's the video <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. This is this is beautiful. I, I'm just so happy. Um, and so, uh, for this week's, um, what is a issue within writing you're you're particularly um, having? Your right now, this grinding this gears. Week, I would say. Well, motivation, really, because I feel like I have, I have a lot of yeah. The news I love today, like, right um, now, this current week. But I, I just feel like this week. <laughs> the news of the day is Lottie has another writing gripe. This is Lottie needs to go with Lottie <laughs> needs to go and be put into counselling because she has so many writing gripes. I need to be put into counselling, and I need to be put into counselling. My goal counselling anyway. <laughs> Um, so I, I would say that the issue at the moment, mess. my first issue is um, just just motivation because that, I, that was like a I joke. have a lot of ideas at the moment. Going through another one of my little phases where I just, you know, it's almost like the ideas are just bouncing mm. off the inside of my head and I have nowhere to kind of output them because I can't put them down on paper. So this is why you need. I feel like what I'm going to do right now is, is, is get my notepad to tonight and just um. You know, write a scene, not even going from the beginning of the book, just writing down Scribble. one scene that I have in my head that I really want to include in the book. And then I can always come and revisit it when I've got more of an idea of the plot formed in my mind. Because you don't always have to take things chronological. Also, <clears throat> yeah, that, that, is, that is one of my best writing yeah. bits of those, actually. Don't take things chronologically, because I'm I'm... I'm struggling at the moment with my uh, edited draft of um, uh, Burning Throne 2, which I am hopefully due to uh, provide a few little more announcements of, uh, announcements regarding in the next week or so, if everything goes to plan. Um, and I'm finding it incredibly hard starting from the beginning. Yeah. Because it's just that whole motivation thing of, well, I, I, I want to write this book. I want to write it, but also if you have, if you don't, don't, don't slog yourself through a scene. If you're using Google Docs, what I would recommend is putting a comment on the on the uh, passage or extract you want, saving it for later and then coming back, so it doesn't just disrupt your flow. Because you, because if you, you know, also I would highly recommend getting oh, a. a this is what idea. I do actually: an editing timetable. So, like, I don't know. Editing, editing, you know, once a day, one chapter a day. And if you don't get to it, and if you don't do that, you know, you don't, you know, of course, of course, um, 
I'm going to preface this by saying, um, of course, if you have a mental disorder, if you have a mental condition such as depression or anxiety, or or even dysphoria, actually, um, mm. or, or anything, I, I reference dysphoria a lot is because it's something I struggle with. Oh, completely. Um, I mean, as it can be sometimes quite hard to get out of bed. It, but... <laughs> Don't want to get and... in the chat, but um, as someone who has struggled, let's put it that way, um, I do understand how difficult it can be when. <laughs> You know what you're doing isn't necessarily well structured, so it is important to have some semblance of a of a structure. You know, knowing what you're going to do. Mm. Well, yeah. especially during the current world situation, I think, especially during when exactly. everything is up in the air and nobody knows what's left and what's right. Um, it's it's, um, but don't 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 you know don't um you know, hurt don't like cause yourself psychological mm. or any sort of harm if you don't reach a goal because if you're struggling <laughs> with a mental condition getting out of bed in the first place is quite a good achievement um because you know but of course if you do if if and also if you don't if you find that you know having a timetable puts you onto too much pressure because i mean the one goal that you've got to start you, off you with just is really um, hate I, mean, I don't do timetables you don't know do i a don't timetable I'm not someone who works very good under um, under structure, so I almost have the complete opposite perspective to you because I don't really, you know, it's it's kind of easier for me when nothing's planned. Um, but at the same time, I think what you have to figure out, yeah, <laughs> what you which is why you vibe so much is, on this podcast. Um, well, first of all, is uh, <laughs> you know, are you getting up in enough time to have three meals a day, drink enough water, stay hygienic? go to bed get enough sleep are you doing that and then once you've once you've managed to do that without struggling too much that's when you can start moving on to setting more difficult goals i'd say like you've got to take care of yourself before you can take care of your writing yeah mm. but also 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 if you do find that i don't that you are mm. you know struggling with you know i don't know one chapter a day or you find, um, you know, you know, the, the, this certain page count incredibly stressful. Yeah. Another way you could do it is in time chunks. So I find if I I work perfectly well in half an hour increments, because actually, actually, um, I I do psychology A level, and with that you need to do thirty minute thirty minute increments of exam questions, and so that's trained me to do our you know yeah. half an hour increments of exam questions and half an hour of work essentially so i find i find that you know if i if, I, if i'm set i don't know um, if i'm just not feeling editing i'll just set a half an hour timer put some music on and it works for me but of course of course everybody's creative uh, process is completely different and you don't have to adhere to either my or Lottie's advice if you find that setting a page count works for you or you know you, you find that if you get up at, I don't know 4am in the morning do a bit of editing go to work look after the kids and what have you yeah if exactly. you if you find that works for you personal do it schedule you need to it's whatever what works you for do. you don't exactly don't well, 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 yes, you need to sacrifice various to things sacrifice to write a novel, to market a novel, to be successful. Don't sacrifice them. 
there's two things yeah. you should never sacrifice in my opinion one your mental health and two your family because of of of, of course <laughs> if you don't have a very good relationship with your family then you're not you're not going to spend as much time with them so therefore it's not going to be as much of an issue but um if you do have make sure you have an a balance of good worth or good worth ethic good work ethic because that what um, I do like that's about ultimately what writing is it's just having a good work ethic like you can write you can write to relax writing is very therapeutic sometimes mm. and writing is productive so for something to be both productive and therapeutic oh, yeah. is just really important i think i think oh, it's yeah. something everyone should do I I completely and utterly agree with that. Um, but the whole just yeah, just no matter what, please just make sure you look after yourself. Don't sacrifice if you have to sacrifice writing. You know, not not writing those two pages you wanted to, but you, you're you're better mentally prepared for it. You're mentally prepared for tomorrow because you got that sleep you needed to. That's that, that's just as valuable, and that's really one of the notes I wanted to end this podcast on. On is please make yep. sure you look after yourself, and just make sure you keep your mental health in check. Exactly. Because the second your mental health goes, your physical health will go too. Um, if you need to get therapy and you can afford it, um. There are so so many lines and things, and I'm thinking of putting uh, yeah, together a, like, a doc a, like um, Google Doc or something of resources that people can use. Yeah, um, exactly like I did for trans resources. Um, I have a Google Doc um, filled with those for people who need it, um, which I'm, I might actually put on my link tree um, because I I. I don't know whether I, I I might have just saved a young girl's life um, for, for giving her good coping strategies. It's, uh, you know. I just said it's a good thing to... Um, um, that's something I'm... Just for anyone who might need sorry? it. Mm. Mm, exactly. And this is some, probably something I'm going to get into later because time is running out. But um, <laughs> I know I know, I know yeah. we just said we don't have any time on this podcast, but I'm just wary it's getting three hours long. Um so so I'll end it here, but um just please just make sure you're meant you're you're as mentally healthy as you can be. Yeah. And just if you need that self-care day, take that self-care day. There's no point trying to stretch yourself and overwork be and overwork because limit. one, you're gonna get irritated and two, you you're do just on that particular day. not gonna work as effectively. Yeah. Exactly. And that looks different for everybody. That looks completely different from one person to another, to another, to another, to another. Um, so both Lottie and my, uh, you know, advice to anyone who might be struggling with mental health, who is also a writer, is just keep going, keep pushing. If if, if even if you can just get out of bed, as I've said, is you know, is an achievement. Even if you were, if you even if you write one word, you know, two pages or. One page, or half a page, or a quarter of a page, or, or one paragraph. Every word is a one word progress or two. You've done something. So you've done something. Think of it that day. way. Exactly. 
and that's how and we're and and, and this is yeah. something i really want to end it on and then we can do our little beautiful end segment um that you just need to one just do one even one word a day is better than no word a day one word a day that's that's 350 uh, 55 no <laughs> 365 or 366 words yeah. um, words what no that's seven words a week that's one word a day that's one that's seven words a week that's 30 words a month yeah it builds up and it's a marathon not a sprint I agree writing, with that. That's the best bit of writing advice I can give. Just please make sure you take care of yourselves. Um, you know, if you want to, and if you can, um, just just keep on living because you know we we appreciate your support and everything all of you um, do for us. So on that note, on to make it a little bit more cheery, please share. Um, send it to your friends. Send it to your grandma. Please send, send us more voice messages because, as we've said, we yeah, absolutely adore it. <laughs> we need all those exactly. we can get. Exactly, exactly. Show it around. Show it around. Just make sure you keep on. You know, one showing around for our benefit. Two, um, you know, if you enjoyed it please share because that's how we're going to get our messages and our opinions out to more people. And I know that might sound incredibly insensitive, but you know, if, if, you know, if we can help out people, you know, with not only writing, but anything, anything related, of, of course, I'm going to preface this now. We're not um, medical professionals. So don't come with us for specific cases. Please go to your doctor for that. But, you know, if it's anything writing, we can help with it. But I just hope that this podcast makes you happy and benefits you in some way. And by sharing it, you would help us help benefit more people. Not really. I just I just kind of agree with everything. Anything else to add? um, Mental health wise and just, yeah, take care of yourself. Keep writing. Enjoy yourself. That's the most important thing. Mm. In more ways than one, if you want to. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> God, the amount of uh, jo- the, the amount of people's heads that joke might have flown over is ridiculous. <laughs> take care of yourselves. Um, right, take care of yourselves. Have a good rest thank of your day. Thank you for letting me on the podcast. And thank oh, you, Lottie, once time. again um, for, for joining me on the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> of course, I will. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> I will probably ask you to do this again next week. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. If you don't mind, I mean, with the world situation <laughs> at the moment, nobody has anything else to do. And I'm sure when the world gets back to normal, Perfect. you still won't have anything to do. <laughs> Except uni work. But, you know. Um, take care of yourself. And and else. Take care um, of yourself. And, and everybody else looking too. Looking forward to seeing you. Um, have a good rest of your day. And, um, you have a flame. Yes, you have a flame. Make sure you uh, tend to it. And as as topical, um, 